Tonight is the night the Denver Broncos will take on the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football in prime time action. What do the Broncos need to accomplish or achieve in order to come away with a victory? Who are our matchups and players to watch for? And on top of that, what's our final injury report heading into tonight's game? Well, you're going to get all that in a freshly brewed installment of Good Morning Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Welcome into our pregame show here on Good Morning Broncos here this morning. Hopefully you poured yourself a nice, fresh cup of coffee like me because, like me, and, it will, and for the Broncos fans that are on the East Coast, it's going to be a long night for you as the Broncos take on the Buffalo Bills Monday night football. And look, this is a huge game. This is a huge start to the second half of the season here for Denver. A win could very well give them momentum to propel themselves on a run because, look, the AFC, it's tough. It's tightly contested. We saw some crazy outcomes in Sunday's games. And can the Broncos find a way to become road guys, road dogs, essentially, and beat the Bills here tonight? We'll have to dive deeper down today's episode of Good Morning Broncos here on Mile High Sports. Every team, every day. Now, real quick, do us a favor. Hit that subscribe button here. If you love Colorado sports, we have you covered every single weekday, Monday through Friday at 9 o'clock a.m. on Good Morning Broncos. Ryan Blackburn, our Denver Nuggets beat reporter, has you covered with the Pickaxe and Roll podcast here on the YouTube channel as well. Check out his latest episode from last night. It's the Denver Nuggets. They dropped the game to the Houston Rockets on the road there. Very, very interesting. Nikola Jokic put up some big numbers, but the Nuggets bench let them down in a big way. Ryan has you covered with all the pick and roll action you need on the Denver Nuggets here. And also, MileHighSports.com is your hub for all the written content covering all Colorado sports. We got you covered there as well here. But Broncos country, it is game day. Good morning. It has arrived, right? Primetime action. Now, this is going to be the first of two straight primetime games that the Broncos will have. They'll have Monday night football tonight, Sunday night football against the Vikings going into next week. So it's going to be a very, very busy time, and all eyes are going to be on the Broncos for the next two weeks, which is kind of weird because I feel like in the last two games the Broncos have played, obviously against Green Bay, obviously the win against Kansas City, Denver got two much-needed wins there to make the record 3-5. and five. Now, 3-5 and five is not where they want to be. They're going to have to win a lot of games and not lose. You know, I think they maybe have a margin of error of maybe losing two games here in the second-half stretch. If they lose more than two games, all right, hey, any, everything's off the table here. But Denver's just got to focus on one game at a time. And there's a big one tonight against Buffalo Bills, against Josh Allen. And look, it's a tough place to play. And the weather right now is kind of forecasting tonight to be winds up to 40 to 30 miles an hour gusts in the stadium. It's going to be about 30 degrees. It's going to be very, very cold to kick off, according to all the weather reports out there. So how does this impact maybe the Broncos game plan? Well, first off, let's take a look here at the injury report coming into this game here. Now for the Denver Broncos, nobody is out. Look, they're going to release the inactive list 90 minutes prior to kickoff in terms of some players. Obviously, you can't dress everybody on the 53-man roster for the game. But Denver on the injury report, everybody's full go. The only guys that really popped up on the injury report this week, Baron Browning had a wrist designation. Ben Powers had an ankle designation. None of them were limited at all. They had full practices on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and even Tuesday of last week. It was a little bit of an unofficial practice um, so yeah, Denver's fully ready. All 53 players on the active roster fully participated in practice all throughout the week. That's a great sign here. However, they're going to be taking on still a banged up Buffalo Bills team that is going to be without at least two players at this point in time. Cornerback Christian Benford for them has got a hamstring injury. He has been ruled out of this matchup tonight. 
on Monday Night Football and a big one for the Buffalo Bills defense, which is already without Tredavious White, who's out for the season, without Matt Milano, who's out for the season. Micah Hyde will not play in this game. He's got a neck, a stinger designation, and he is out. So you're going to still have Jordan Poyer on the back end of that secondary there for them. But this might be an area where Denver can try to attack a little bit, though you're going to have to be very dicey because, look, Jordan Poyer, very good at disguising, very good football player, has great range, can break on passes quickly down the field. So I'm very curious to see how they balance up the run in the pass game with Micah Hideout. And then linebacker Terrell Bernard, he's in concussion protocol, limited all throughout the week. He is questionable for tonight's game here on Monday Night Football. But aside from all that, Stephon Diggs popped up on the injury report a little bit earlier on the week, was limited. He's off the injury report. He's ready to go. Same thing with Josh Allen. Leonard Floyd missed a day this week with an illness. Uh, and then aside from that, uh, every, everybody's, you know, for the most part, as Buffalo is as intact as they are, everybody is going to play. So at this point, hey, Denver is going to have a good opportunity to come into this game fresh. I hope for both sides, both Bills and Broncos, these guys leave tonight's game relatively healthy. And then after tonight's game, look, the Broncos are going to come back on Tuesday. They're going to come back on Tuesday, which is a little weird. So they left on Saturday. So they got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, come back Tuesday. It's a four-day, three-night trip over to Buffalo. So is that going to pay dividends? It allows the guys to get closer. Obviously, they did some team bonding stuff over the weekend, especially on Sunday. As they were off, they had a little bit of a walkthrough. And then, you know, hey, Sunday, you're off. You're ready to rock and roll there. So big game tonight, though. I can't understate it enough. I mean, Denver has got to find a way to come out here and get a victory because, look, Denver has made some progress. They've trended upwards in terms of the direction in which they are heading. And you've seen gradual progress. You've seen them change a little bit of their identity on the offensive side of the ball. You've seen them get more comfortable, more confident on the defensive side of the ball, especially with Vance Joseph finding a little more confidence in just going back to calling his defense while giving out some Fangio looks. And then on top of that, I think just the player personnel changes that Denver has made has put them in a position to succeed here going forward. So that's something I'm excited to see here. But I think for the most part, you know, you, you talk about, okay, Denver needing to take care of business here in the second half of the season. It starts with the conference games, right? AFC conference games, Denver, you know, they've dropped some conference games, unfortunately, to the Raiders. They've dropped it, obviously, to the Dolphins. They've dropped it to the Jets. So they're behind the eight ball right now in conference wins. And look, conference wins are the, the one thing that matters. When you talk about teams that are not even in your division, but you're playing, and we see how tightly contested the AFC is, tiebreakers are essential. Tiebreakers are crucial. Now, look, I think Denver's in a position right now being fully healthy. Part of me is really wondering, okay, Sean Payton, what did he really take from the bye week? What did he take into this week's game time preparation to carry it forward? So that's something I think we're going to have to keep our eye on here. And a little bit of a note as well, maybe Broncos country, keep an eye out tonight at tight end. We may very well see Lucas Kroll for the first time this season. That's something I think we all need to keep an eye on here. Um, you know, just on top of that, Denver hasn't gotten a lot of production out of tight end this season, obviously with the injury to Greg Dulcich, Adam Troutman's been a solid blocker, but there's no receiving threat going on in the tight end game. And so for a bye week, you go into it and you're like, okay, Hey, where can we improve as a team? That's one area that you can absolutely do that. That's an area Denver hasn't gotten much co contribution from at all this season. So I think it's important to pinpoint, okay. Everyone's talking about, okay, the identity for this team, and look, I've been banging this drum as well, is to run the football. But when you pass the game, you can't just pass it to your receivers. Obviously, they're an important part of what you're doing. But if you have no passing element in your tight end position, you're not going to have sustainability. You're not going to be able to do things. So keep an eye on tight end Lucas Crowley. He's on the practice squad. Maybe he'll be a game day elevation here 
to the 53. We'll see. We'll get that announcement here shortly coming up for the Broncos. But, you know, aside from all that Broncos country, look, a, a lot of excitement going into tonight's game is going to be on ESPN. Make sure you check out Monday Night Countdown. They did an exclusive sit-down interview with Broncos cornerback Patrick Sertan. He's got his gala event coming up as well. Make sure you go to Mile High Sports. Dot com to check out the invite release for that if you want to be able to attend and have a chance to participate in the auction for Pat's first annual Inspire the Dream Gala. It is over there, milehighsports.com. Click on the Broncos tab. You'll see it. It'll give you all the details you need to register if you're here in Denver, you want to attend. It's going to be with Pat, various Broncos teammates, so make sure you check that out here. But one thing we are going to do on this morning's freshly installed, freshly brewed edition of Good Morning Broncos, we're going to talk about our players and matchups to watch for. You're going to get all that here on Good Morning Broncos. Real quick, let me tell you about our friends over there at Superbook Sports. What a trip to the biggest football game of the year, courtesy of Superbook Sports. Superbook will fly you and a friend to Las Vegas for February's championship game, and they will also give you two tickets to the game. Plus, you'll get a three-night hotel stay. All you have to do is place a $25 same-game parlay between now and January 7th, and you're automatically entered to win. So wager and win a super trip to Las Vegas, courtesy of Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, guys? Kim Becker here with Mile High Sports. Make sure you guys are following us on social media so that you never miss a Mile High Sports daily. Monday through Friday morning, we'll post a video hosted by me catching you up on everything you need to know when it comes to sports right here in the Mile High State. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, we're there, and we've got you covered for everything Colorado sports. As we jump into our second half action here on this morning's brand new installment of Good Morning Broncos, real quick, just want to say, hey, we're so grateful for Kim Becker and everything she does for our MHS dailies. Kim does fantastic work for us. Make sure you go support Kim and the MHS dailies here on our Mile High Sports YouTube page. They pop up in the shorts tab, so make sure you get yourself acclimated with that here. But let's dive into our final portion on this morning's brand new installment of the show here. Who are our players to watch? What are some matchups to watch? Well, first, let's take a look at the offensive side of the ball. I think you have to look at the Broncos' pass protection against Leonard Floyd and Von Miller, two really damn good edge rushers. As we all know, Von Miller, his history is former Super Bowl MVP. He's going to be a Broncos future Hall of Famer, Ring of Famer. He's going to be a shoe-in for all those things here. But more importantly, Denver's going to be facing him for the first time since they traded him away, obviously trading him to L.A. a few years ago. He was able to go on and win a Super Bowl, so it paid off. And there was some talk and there was some hope that he was going to come back to Denver as a free agent that year. There was a lot of momentum. He wanted it, but Denver obviously decided not to go in that direction here. And then last year, obviously, he suffered the torn ACL. He's been working his way back. But you talk about Leonard Floyd. You talk about Gregory Rousseau, talented players, A.J. Epinesa. You talk also about Von Miller. That defensive line and that front is going to give the Broncos some challenges. And I'm very curious to see how they respond to it because this is a huge, huge opportunity. But the more important thing is making sure Russell Wilson is protected. And for Russ, Russ has to also help them out as well in this game by making sure, hey, get the ball to your hands. Live to see another. Like if you can escape and extend a play with your legs, do it, right? But have some sense around you as to where the pursuit is coming from. If someone's coming from you backside, you're going to have to sense that. And if you have that, if no one's coming open on the scramble drill, throw it away. Live to see another day versus taking a sack and losing two or three yards. That's something that Broncos offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi had talked about a little bit earlier in the week about something that they just need to do a little bit better of. And I just think it's the overall sense of understanding we need positive yardage versus you know going backwards. That was his message overall when we talked to him in his press conference early on in the week here. So I think 
you know, how does Garrett Bowles, how does Mike McGlinchey, how do they stack up against this pass rush? Look, you're going to see a lot of different simulated pressures. They'll do a lot of stunts and they do a really good job of getting home and flustering, creating that pressure because they'll try to confuse you initially based on the stunts. They'll have a guy cross face over, you know, the center and then they'll bring the linebacker in there. So it means that, hey, if there's, let's say, a three technique on the offensive guard, right? And he slants across the face. That offensive guard, when he slants, he has to bury him. And there has to be communication here with the center. They're going to have to double team that. But then when the blitz is coming, you're going to have to pass off and adjust and step and replace. Like that, It's tough. And when it happens a million miles an hour, everyone sees it on, on a screen on football, on TV. And they're like, oh, my gosh, how come I need to block anybody? Well, it's tougher than it looks. And that means if you're actually doing it right, which the Buffalo Bills defense does right a lot in terms of getting sacks after quarterbacks, they do a lot of great simulated pressure looks. And it's just about communication and understanding everyone is on the same page and that this defense, they're trying to attack certain ways to exploit some of your weaknesses in terms of protection. They're going to try to do that. So it's going to be a big thing to watch for, I think, in tonight's game here on Monday Night Football. That has to be better in terms of pass protection in the second half of the season. Like I said, Russ can help these guys out by making sure he gets the ball out of his hands versus holding on to it a little bit too long, like we saw in some instances against the Kansas City Chiefs. But, you know, aside from all that, ball security is going to obviously be paramount there. Denver's going to have to protect it. You know, can't turn the football over on the road. I mean, you always have to have the mindset when you go into a road game anyways. You're already down 14 nothing by the time you get off the bus. So what do you do from the start of the game throughout the end of it to maintain that, hey, we've got it. Our room for error is very, very small. That's the mindset. That's the message as coaches that we usually preach to players uh, in a situation like this. So protect the football. It's going to be a huge thing. Um, Denver's, you know, Russell Wilson hasn't thrown a lot of interception. Only thrown four. Two of those came in one game against Kansas City. One came earlier against the Commanders in week two. And then, uh, you know, one came on a tip pass against the Miami Dolphins at the line of scrimmage. And that blowout game that Denver lost by 50. So, for the most part, Russ has protected the football in the passing game, hasn't put it into harm's way, but you have to also pick and choose your shots here. And I think Denver's going to have an opportunity to take a couple of shots in this game here. I'd like to see Cortland Sutton get a little bit more acclimated and involved here going forward here. But that's one thing we're going to look at. Um, I think defensively, look, Fabian Moreau, Patrick Sertan, Broncos cornerbacks in the secondary featuring P.J. Locke and Justin Simmons. How do they work and manipulate a little bit against Gabriel Davis, who's very damn good. Stephon Diggs, obviously a wide receiver, very talented. They like to move him on the outside. They'll put him in the slot. They love a lot of those bunch stack formations, and they'll bring him up vertical. He'll run the post-wheel route. I mean, they have different ways that they can exploit you, but he's also very damn explosive, very good at hands and, and good eyes, and obviously he and Josh Allen have a great connection. And then Dalton Kincaid at the tight end position. James Cook, you have to account for him stopping him in the run game. And then you also have to account for him out of the backfield. So Denver's going to have their hands full from a defensive standpoint against Buffalo's offensive personnel here this evening. And then can you find a way, can Baron Browning and Nick Benito, Jonathan Cooper, Ronnie Perkins, can the Broncos defensive line, can they find a way to create pressure on Josh Allen, who's the second least sacked quarterback right now in the NFL? That's going to be a huge thing in terms of maybe how do you figure out your defensive game plan and philosophy if, in fact, you know that Josh Allen – not only can hurt you with his arm, but he'll design some QB runs. He'll go off structure and he'll hurt you with his legs. It, it, the overall gap integrity is probably the most important thing and most sound key that we have to talk about in terms of keys to the game in tonight's game here on Monday Night Football. So a lot to process, a lot to break down. The game is going to be on ESPN. Make sure you check out once again Monday Night Countdown to see the exclusive interview with Patrick Sertan 
and ESPN. There might be a little bit of an introduction of our MHS magazine cover, depending on that. We will see. I know that was talked about a little bit, so maybe see uh, you know some MHS stuff on national television there in terms of Patrick Sertan's interview that we did where he was our cover athlete with his suit and obviously his fashion design. It's great to go, get to know Pat a little bit more outside of just a football player that we do know here. So Broncos country will have you covered on tomorrow's episode of good morning Broncos. It'll be our post game recap. We'll give you the aftermath and we'll give you uh, you know, our thoughts on the game. You'll get that here on mile high sports, YouTube page, do us a favor, hit that subscribe button down below. So you never miss out on your favorite Colorado sports coverage here on mile high sports, every team, every day. Hey nuggets fans, Ryan Blackburn here, host of the pickaxe and roll podcast on mile high sports got the best Denver Nuggets coverage around, so make sure not to miss an episode and subscribe down below to the Mile High Sports YouTube channel. Nuggets off to a great start. Make sure not to miss a thing on Mile High Sports.